New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm so glad you're joining us today. My name is Nikki Tig, and I'm excited to walk through this passage with you. We are continuing in our Exodus podcast. We are on day 75, and I am reading from Exodus chapter 37, verses 17 through 29, and I am reading from the New Living Translation. Verse 17, then Bezalel made the lampstand of pure hammered gold. He made the entire lampstand and its decorations of one piece, the base center stem, lamp cups, buds, and petals. The lampstand had six branches going out from the center stem, three on each side. Each of the six branches had three lamp cups shaped like almond blossoms, complete with buds and petals. The center stem of the lampstand was crafted with four lamp cups shaped like almond blossoms, complete with buds and petals. Then there was an almond bud beneath each pair of branches where the six branches extended from the center stem, all made of one piece. The almond buds and branches were all of one piece with the center stem and they were hammered from pure gold. He also made seven lamps for the lampstand, lamp snuffers and trays, all of pure gold. The entire lampstand, along with its accessories, was made from 75 pounds of pure gold. Verse 25. Then Bezalel made the incense altar of acacia wood. It was 18 inches square and 36 inches high, with horns at the corners carved from the same piece of wood as the altar itself. He overlaid the top sides and horns of the altar with pure gold and and he ran a gold molding around the entire altar he made two gold rings and attached them on opposite sides of the altar below the gold molding to hold the carrying poles he made the poles of acacia wood and he overlaid them with gold then he made a sacred anointing oil and the fragrant incense using the techniques of a skilled incense maker. Well, I want to share a few thoughts that stuck out to me from this passage. And I will be honest, the first time I read it, I was like, oh boy, this is going to be a really short podcast. But as I continued to study, there are so many things that stood out to me. I really could not fit them all here, but I just wanted to go over a few of these and just walk through this passage with you. But one of the things that that really stood out to me was just the, the measurements and the precision and the quality of this um, project. God gave precise instructions and the Israelite workers followed them exactly. There was just such precision on how to create the lampstand and the incense altar. And the lampstand was all one piece of pure gold that weighed about 75 pounds with the accessories. And that that's a massive piece of work. 75 pounds 
one solid piece that that's pretty massive and that one piece which is beautifully created just as god specified the altar was was made out of acacia wood and there were specific instructions on how to do that as well on how to make it as well god gave specific instructions not a detail missing and that is just a reminder for me that God cares about the smallest details and he has a plan and it is sometimes easy for me to forget that. And I just, I don't know, reading over this, you just, you know, sometimes I think we can get lost in the measurements and just some of the details, but it just reminds me of just how big God is and how he truly sees all things and he has a plan for all things and that just helps me rest in knowing that he's God and I'm not and that he has a plan that's better than mine so I don't know I just really uh, just pulled that just thinking of the the just the the measurements and just how precise it was and all of this just really encourages me also he gave the Israelites provision to have the skill sets, have the tools, have the materials to do that. So that's something else that really stuck out to me is just thinking of Bezalel, who is the person who is leading this. Now, he's probably not someone that you've heard a sermon about, or if you have, you may not have heard many uh, sermons about him. He is mentioned in these scriptures because of his leadership on all these projects that you've heard mentioned over the past couple of days. So Bezalel was was gifted to do this amazing work. And it just is a reminder to me that we all have different skills. We all have different abilities and talents to use for God's glory. And when we think about the book of Exodus, we hear about Moses in almost every chapter of the book. And it's so easy for us to look at at his life and look at look at Moses and think, oh man, he did such great things for God. And he did. He did do great things for God. But so did Bezalel. I mean, he completed the assignment that God called him to do. And he could have looked at Moses and been in awe of how God used him. But God used Bezalel's gifts and, and skill sets as well. I mean, he had an incredible a, a gift creating this lampstand that's about 75 pounds of one piece of solid gold. That's a gift to do that. And he used the gifts that God gave him, the gift of his artistic ability, his craftsmanship, his ability to design. He used those for God's glory. No, he didn't part the Red Sea or he didn't speak to Pharaoh or converse directly with God like Moses did. But what he did was he he used the gifts and abilities that that God designed for him. And I just I don't know, I love that because I think that sometimes we as Christians can look at some gifts and think that they're bigger than other than others and and they're not. God just shows us that. And not everyone's gift is to stand on a stage with a microphone. That's not everyone's calling. Maybe your gifting and and calling is is just being crafty your talent is woodworking you have the ability to teach others you may have the gift of hospitality whatever it is use that gift to point to the king 
Because that's what the Bible does. That's what the whole Bible does. Scripture points to Jesus. Even in this passage about the lampstand, that's another thing that stood out to me, is even in this passage about the lampstand with with all of these measurements and we can get, you know, kind of bombarded or overwhelmed with the details, it still points to Jesus. Because what does a lamp do? It provides light. And light is a person named Jesus. In John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So Jesus is the light of the world. This passage, again, it's just honestly there. I got so much for, from it and I can't even go over all the things. But I also just see again, this passage is just drenched in Jesus because the description of the lampstand is, It also speaks of the branches and the buds and petals and all of this is connected to one piece. And that reminds me of John 15, where Jesus tells us he's the vine and we're the branches. And just like the vine and the branches are connected, this lampstand is is one piece with branches connected. And as we close, I just want to encourage you to remember That no matter how dark your days seem, Jesus is the light. He's the ultimate lampstand. He's light, he's love, and he's truth. So look to him on your good days and your bad days. Also thinking about the Israelites who helped Bezalel with the construction of this project. I just can't help but think about them working. And the last time they were building things is because they were forced to do labor. They knew how to do this stuff because they had practice already. They practiced in Egypt by being forced to do it. But this time, their work, their hard work, their labor, their sweat, all of this could could be worship. It could be an act of worship. And it shows that God uses even the pits, the dark times, the unfair situations to teach us something that can be used to bring Him glory. He took those hard times that they had being forced to do labor and allowed them to learn something from it to be used for God's glory. So I do believe there is a message for us in there as well. So thank you so much for listening today. And please join us tomorrow as Joseph Brasher shares about Exodus chapter 38. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Again, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you Monday.